Welcome to episode 31 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. It could be a movie, TV series, anime, manga, comic book, audio show, all sorts of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come here and we discuss it. Hell yeah, my name is Ma- yeah, my name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined as always by Kyle Springer. Kyle, how are you this week? I'm good. I'm good. I'm actually surprisingly awake. I felt like I <laughs> didn't sleep much last uh-huh. night, but I slept good the times that I did sleep, and so I like woke up and ate and took a shower and stuff, and I actually feel like I'm. I'm Good, I'm wide awake. Not a zombie then. Not a in zombie. Halloween turns. Uh, though in in afterlife with Archie Jughead turns into a zombie. Oh. Uh, at, at at the start of that book, and as you guys can see, if you're watching this on the live stream or on yeah. YouTube, I'm my Halloween mm-hmm. costume this year is going to be <laughs> J- J- Jug Jughead, and I have on his hat right n- yes right now, and you have on your fancy witch hat. Yes, this is my wizard hat from last year's Halloween costume. I went as Taco Taco from the Adventure Zone. <laughs> I, I'm not familiar, but it sounds awesome. <laughs> the Adventure Zone is the McElroy Brothers uh, live play D&D podcast. Oh, One of yes. them plays Taco the Wizard. So it was him last year. And this year, I am going to be a floral witch. I've got this big floral print like robe. And I got a different hat (laughs) and I have to just hot glue a ton of like silk flowers to it. I'm just going to be like a walking Michael's craft store basically, (laughs) but all of that's still coming together. So I'm just reusing last year's hat and then I will have just buy one of their fall rates and like (laughs) stick it on (laughs) pretty much. Yeah. I'm going to make a wand. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Just, uh, a witch, but also my memories of my grandma's apartment being covered in silk craft flowers. <laughs> well, this episode, I believe, is airing shortly after Halloween, mm-hmm. uh, but we are recording the weekend before. Uh, so happy Halloween to everyone out there. Yes. Uh, hope you guys had a lot of fun. Yeah, hope you had a good spooky time. You got whatever your favorite candy is. Yeah. Mine is Reese's. Reese's is a good choice. I, I like chocolate and caramel a little bit better uh-huh. than i do chocolate and peanut like butter like a twix yes like a twix uh but i don't really really play favorites so <laughs> that's candy, fair i like it that's fair i might not like reese's as much as i do for halloween if they weren't orange i think the visual <laughs> impact has a lot to do with it anyways what are we talking about this week this week i pitched you three horror movies i pitched you a Dracula, a ghost, and a werewolf, and you pick the werewolf. Mm-hmm. So we are watching the horror classic An American Werewolf in London, directed by John Landis from 1981. Yeah. I I didn't realize this was the same guy that made the Blues Brothers yeah. and stuff like that. I, I looked up his I am D Hey because I was like, oh yeah, we should like at least know who made this thing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's John Landis. Oh, he made uh Blues Brothers brothers then there was something else that i recognized like blues brothers animal house coming to america trading places like a lot of big comedies and then horror wise he directed this the i believe ill-fated twilight zone the movie and the music video for thriller yes that was the one that i recognized Mm -hmm. i was like oh he did michael jackson's thriller (laughs) i know that Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) yeah 
An American Werewolf in London uh, by John Landis. Let's do a uh, spoiler-free Yeah, general thoughts. General thoughts. Uh, had, had you seen this before? No, I'd never seen this before. I think I'd seen clips of the special effects scenes. Okay. Like, I knew the transformation scene was legendary and i think it lived up to everything i'd ever heard about it but i really didn't know what the rest of the movie was and my roommate told me oh i watched that movie once and because i knew it was from like this comedy director i was expecting it to be funny and it's not it's really dark and i watched it and i'm like it's not as dark as she led me to believe yeah it's a really interesting tone i didn't quite like, I thought I had an idea of what to expect from this movie, and it wasn't quite it. It was a yeah. real strange experience. So I, I think for me, the the comedy came more in the background music. Yeah. Like, it was, yes. like, funny song choices at, like, funny times. Yeah. <laughs> they all had to do with the moon or wolves mm-hmm. or something. Um, But, yeah, it's it's a horror comedy. The comedy is more dark humor. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. They 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 do make some like written joke or I guess spoken j- jokes and stuff here and there. <laughs> yeah. Some of the characters are sarcastic and stuff like that. But it's uh yeah, it it's it's a little bit of a weird tone. Cause the, mm-hmm. it's one of those things that's like it's not really scary enough to really be a like a horror, but it's not really funny enough to be a comedy. <laughs> No, it's just it's... a little bit bit of each, and it's more just like a like a more of just a shocking thing <laughs> rather than it is straight up like it... oh my god I'm so scared I have no idea what's gonna happen <laughs> next oh my god it is a Randy grotesque adventure yes it's very horny <laughs> <laughs> yes um... which I did not um know going into this and in hindsight I should have seen werewolf movie the guy's gonna be naked i didn't think about it yeah so like oh yeah that's right the werewolf equation usually does involve a butt <laughs> there's a little bit more than a <laughs> oh yes though um but uh yeah no i i enjoyed it for the most part yeah um i i i i think it's a good movie if if you're at an adult only halloween yes party i think this is a good movie that you can put on in the background of a halloween party kind of thing i I know people like to put on the shining or you know something <laughs> too involved like that i well i've i've seen they put the shining on in black and white and just it was just on Whoa. in the background with no with no sound um you know so it's just spooky imagery and stuff like that and i I think this could be one of those things you don't really need to listen to the movie to understand what's happening um and it's it 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 does have some like horrific makeup effects and stuff like that that are really good and are actually like they they look good and they're scary and they are grotesque Uh, (laughs) so i i i think it'd be good for that do you, do you want to do a, like a short synopsis for people okay. who haven't seen it? Yeah, yeah, because like I said, I didn't really know what this was about besides an American werewolf goes to London. And also I learned he's not a werewolf until he gets there. So it's these two buddies, Jack and David, 
And they're like college kids and they're backpacking through Europe and they're in like Northern England where it's like little cottage towns and then like vast fields and moors and lots of sheep and all that. Yes. And they both get attacked by a wolf and Jack dies and David is bitten. This is like 10 minutes into the movie. It's not really a spoiler alert that he dies. And David is bitten and then Jack's like specter is like zombified desiccating corpse keeps appearing to david saying you've got the werewolf curse now you have to kill yourself like you have to die to like end this thing yeah or else i am just going to walk the earth forever as this miserable spirit so it's about david trying to deal with that and then also he starts a relationship with the nurse from the hospital where he was taken nurse (laughs) yes yep and so it's it's not a romance. It's got a little romance, a little comedy, a lot of grotesqueness, and a lot of just beautiful English countryside. Yes, and some <laughs> boobs and a dick. And yes, some butt. <laughs> yes, all of that. Also the Muppets. <laughs> yes. Bizarre combination. Like within this movie, like you see things playing on screens. It's his so nightmare the... sequences. Yeah. Oh yes, he has a nightmare that like monsters go and attack his family back at home, and like his little kid siblings are watching the Muppets. Yeah. And then later, there's a scene where he needs to run away, and he runs into a porno theater. And so the <laughs> two like things within this movie are the Muppets and like a weird porn. That stops and has joke bits I would inside of that? I would absolutely watch that porn. Yes! <laughs> it looked <Yes>! hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know if I really have much to add. Um, two friends wander in the countryside, get attacked by a werewolf, turn into a werewolf, and chaos and comedy ensue. Yes, chaos and comedy. Yeah, I, I we mentioned the makeup and stuff like that, and I I guess this movie is very well known for its yeah. special effects. I guess it's practical effects, if that's mm-hmm. what you can call it. They were pretty gross. Uh, yeah. It the yeah. Uh, it is definitely something if you're into makeup or if you're into like horror costumes and. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. Go check out this m- 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 movie if you have not yet. Yeah, um, it's worth it. Absolutely worth it. Uh, let's see though. I I I don't think um, I, I I don't think I have anything else to add on the the synopsis though. So no, I think that's plenty up top, and I can grab my little witch broom, and we can do sweep up and do some housekeeping. <laughs> yes, ex- exactly. <laughs> um. So, housekeeping, I guess, right now is just the normal. Go follow us on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash the whatnots or the whatnots.com slash live streams, mm-hmm. uh, and on YouTube as well. I think we just reached a very humble, measly uh, 25, 26 ish subscribers <laughs> on YouTube. Uh, so, <laughs> we, we are getting there slowly but surely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 50 is going to be our next goal. Um, yes. I mentioned Twitch. You can join us in the live stream in Twitch, mm-hmm. j- j- just like Armored Ozzy, who is saying, entertain me, peasants. 
uh, which is exactly what we aim to do each and every Absolutely. week here. So uh, I believe that is it. Uh, Eric Mannix finally made his return uh, oh. on uh, the Captain's Log. We recorded that yesterday, so go check that out as well and get all that at thewhatnots.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Housekeeping done. Accomplished. Accomplished. Let's see. Um, Oh, uh, our YouTube, you can search us and find us on there by uh, searching the Whatnots podcast. I guess just to clarify that. Uh huh. There you go. Yes. Where should we begin with this movie? Let's dive on in. Yes. Ah. So y- you mentioned this was not exactly what you were expecting. Mm-hmm. W- what were you expecting in in short? I think I kind of had it in my head that maybe it was like a dark horror comedy. Okay. Like maybe something a little bit closer to like a Cabin in the Woods or a Shaun of the Dead in terms of like, it's scary, but it's more jokes than scary. And... Then my roommate said, oh, no, it's actually, like, darker than that. So then I'm thinking, oh, okay, it's going to be more of a straight-up horror with occasional jokes in it. Like, the most, uh, the brand-new Halloween movie, I went to see that, and that's a lot like it. Like, it's a straight-up horror, but it does have joke bits in it. Sure. For some levity. And instead, it ended up being, like, not fully anything. And I don't (laughs) know if I would classify this as a comedy and yeah. Kyle, you know me. I'm I'm quite a giggly person. Yes. I didn't like laugh out loud a whole lot, but I just found things kind of like quirky and amusing. I, to to me, I mentioned at the start it was the music choice. Like, <laughs> I laughed at when. So there's the. I, I, I guess it's like a third of the way in the film. Once we kind of understand the premise mm-hmm. of the film, he's a werewolf and he's c- cursed. But he hasn't yet really transformed into a werewolf yet. But mm-hmm. Once he, he does, he knows he's going to kind of cause yeah. havoc. That's when the kind of romance comes to a head and he goes uh-huh. home with the nurse and they have their, yeah. their little sex scene. And yeah. during the sex scene, it's the... Uh, I, 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 the it's Moondance. Yeah, the song is Moondance. <laughs> it's a marvelous night for a moon day. Yes. I'm just like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. <laughs> is. Yeah, they're all they're all moon songs. Yeah. Um. So I I I I laughed at that stuff. But besides that, there I I don't think there was much to to really laugh at. Um, and it's not the only other thing I kind of rolled my eyes at was towards the end of the film. When he is a werewolf, um, and he he is kind of causing havoc in the city, mm-hmm. and it just chaos ensues. Yeah, car, oh, cr- yes! crash after car cr- cr- crash, yes. and it's just like people are flying through the windshields, and being <laughs> impaled, and all of this stuff. And I'm like, what is going on? Like yeah. this is that it's not that bad, guys. Come on, you know. Yeah. So that whole scene, it's so over the top and it's so ridiculous, but it doesn't, it still doesn't quite feel like a comedy somehow. And I don't exactly know what's keeping this from being as funny as I think it thinks it is. Like there's something it's, missing. It's more and I shock value what. for me. Yeah. Yeah. 
that might be it. Like I, I rolled my eyes and I chuckled at that stuff, mm-hmm. but it, it was still like, just like, oh shit, that guy just went flying through the windshield, <laughs> bashed his head into something, and you see it like explode. Like, <sighs> what in the world, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I felt like it was shock value too because mm-hmm. e- even the the scene where he does transform into a werewolf took a lot longer than i expected mm. and it was like okay you're ch- trying to like show me all <laughs> of the gruesome details of this thing yeah. when it could have been like half the time and i still w- mm-hmm. still still would have been like oh shit he's a werewolf you know yeah uh, that, that's at, at least what i think it, it mm. relies more on shock then, like, we're actually going to make something that's scary. Yeah, and for the comedy, like, it's also not quite, like, dry British humor, but it's something kind of close to it. Like, there's not a lot of outright jokes, just, like, people saying unusual things. Like, when that guy from the American embassy comes to visit him in the hospital, like, he's not really a caricature, and he's not really saying anything that's a joke. He's just weird. (laughs) He is also Frank Oz, Kyle. Were you aware of that? I I recognize the name, but I don't know if I'm super familiar. You, oh you, man, you look shocked, Kyle. Now. That's Yoda. Oh, that's Miss Piggy. That dumb nerdy guy in this movie is the greatest female known to human and pig kind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I did not know that. I don't think I would have known that. I I saw his name in the credits, and I was watching for him, and then I realized, <laughs> oh, I don't know what that guy looks like or what his normal speaking voice is. So I had to, like, go back after they mentioned that's him in, like, funny. the end credits. Like, oh, that's the American Embassy guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's funny yeah i don't yeah i i'm i guess i'm not big into horror stuff mm-hmm. so i i don't recognize a lot of horror actors or stuff like that anyways mm-hmm. <laughs> but with voice actors i can i i might not know what they look like or 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 stuff like that but i can sometimes recognize them if they're yeah d- doing voices i'll be like oh that's the guy that voiced P- P- piccolo in dragon ball z <laughs> you know or that's that's the same voice actor who did this and that you know x y mm-hmm. and z um, yeah there's h john benjamin yeah sure and yeah that I, I i think it's such a different voice that i don't think i i yeah i would have known at all <laughs> so but, but yeah that scene that's just an example of something that's like kind of amusing and just odd like i i this movie wasn't really funny it was just wall-to-wall odd which like there's movies that are chock full of jokes fun time yeah yeah it's really fun i don't know it was just not like i'd never seen a movie quite like that before like you're either a comedy or you're not you're or like you've got comedic bits and parts that are definitely not comedic i this movie's got this constant low level of just like huh that's weird okay (laughs) (laughs) all right sure um, I think I, what I, show ahead. No, I one joke. I I don't even know if it was a joke, but it was something I thought was hysterical. Where 
there's like those two guys from Scotland Yard that are coming to the hospital and like they're talking to the doctor and it's clearly like one guy and like a guy he treats as his subordinate and it's just sort of this downtrodden guy just being bossed around by his partner. There's this bit at the end where, like, the bossy guy, like, shouts something and leaves and he closes the door behind him while they're, like, in the doctor's office. And then the subordinate guy keeps talking and then he turns around and he sees that his partner has just closed the door Don't without, like, it. leaving it open for him. And he just, like, he just sighs <laughs> and walks out. It's such a tiny moment, but I really laughed at that one. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It Like, so... We mentioned that the movie is still a lot of fun overall, yeah. even though it's a little strange most of the yeah. time. I felt like it's a movie that could have easily gone in any of the directions that yes. we're mentioning. Uh, like, it could have been more of a horror because of that one town it starts out in. That yeah. town is honestly creepy. Just yes. like they walk in the bar and everyone stops and they're just like, you don't belong here. Yeah. Like, okay. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Can I have something to drink? No. There's <laughs> no food here. There's nothing for you for you here. It's like, uh, great. Thanks. Yeah, Sounds like, like my life every day. But you, you know oh. what? <laughs> uh, no. But so, like, it it had that. But then the comedic. I, I think the comedic. It, it's it's like. It it has these bits and pieces, but it's not enough, right? Because the yeah. the the cop and his like subordinate they had the more visual gags uh -huh. and stuff like that. And I felt like if the story was told from their perspective, it would have been a comedy, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like if if we had followed them, it would have been here's the the hard boiled detective who just mm -hmm. wants to close the case and you know go go home because. He hates his job. And then there's like the up and coming, like, I need to Im 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 impress my boss. Uh, mm -hmm. But he's just a complete doofus, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I, I think that would have worked out as more of a comedy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, like, I, w is, is the, I guess we can't really review the movie we didn't get. Yeah. But what would you have preferred the movie to be if 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 you uh, could have it pick a single direction or or just a more defined direction? Where where would you like it to go? I don't know. I do agree with you that that movie could have like it's got enough of everything that it could pick any direction like straight up comedy, straight up horror, yeah, erotic thriller. Who knows? It could be anything at once. I think if I had to, like, pick one of the avenues for it to take, I might have gone with just straight-up horror, like, with, like, a gentle, like, powdered sugar dusting of jokes on top of it. <laughs> okay. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I I, I, th I think I would have liked more of an actual horror story or, yes. or like, psychological thriller. Yeah. Because um, I, I think my favorite scene in the film... Uh, is when Jack, who is the friend that dies at the start of the mm -hmm. film, he comes to visit, um, and of course I'm blanking on the main character's name. David. David, yes. Uh, he comes to visit David in the hospital, and he's like zombified, and there's like the yeah. flesh hanging off of yes. his neck. I wrote uh, neck meats in my notes. <laughs> yes, gotta love that neck meat. Uh, <laughs> But 
that that scene where they're having an honest conversation and Jack is sitting there and he's eating his food and stuff like that, like that, I I really like those m- m- moments when when they're like having this discussion. He's like, look, you're going to change. You need to do something about this. Like you're mm-hmm. you're going to have to kill yourself if you want yeah. this to stop. If you want me to like find peace because at the start of the film when his friend gets attacked he kind of r- runs away and mm-hmm. leaves him to die and then like af- at, like he's been r- running for a bit and he's just like fuck mm. i need to go save him and then it, yeah it does not end end well so i'm sure like he has this guilt to 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 him like i need to help my friend somehow like i fucked up and mm-hmm. made this terrible thing happen so i he's kind of directing me to do this one thing maybe that's what i need to do you know yeah i would have liked there to be more introspection Mm -hmm. and like there's a certain amount of tension like on the day where he knows like it's gonna be the full moon and like the the nurse has left her apartment her flat for the day to go to work and he's just still hanging out there there's the scene they're playing bad moon rising and he's just sort of like trying to keep himself occupied, like trying to keep his hands busy during the day. And then it cuts away and there's a scene of something else. And then it's a sh- establishing shot of the full moon. And then it cuts back and it's him just sitting in the chair for two seconds. Then out of nowhere, he screams, Oh my God. And then he suddenly the most starts transforming. <laughs> it's like, I would have liked there to be like more lead up to that and more tension instead of him just suddenly screaming. Yeah. Yeah, I want there to be like he he's after this accident, after this wolf attack, he's like in a coma for so long and he wakes mm-hmm. up just a couple days before the full moon, which makes sense for like movie story pacing reasons. But I would have liked there to be like a little bit more time of this like building tension and you know oh no like am i seeing am i changing right now like am i is there any effect i'm seeing in me today even when it's not the full moon and maybe like have him take a close look at his relationship with the nurse with alex and be like okay um am i super horny for her because she's just an attractive lady who is attractive to me and like you know like we just have good chemistry and we like each other or is there some sort of like animalistic instinct that is taking over me that's saying go sleep with that woman go sleep with her right now and it's more animal instinct than it is like we like each other let's act out this chemistry we have or a third thing where it's he just had this traumatic experience and she's the only one that's like kind of showing him compassion and like hey like it's okay to be scared you know um yeah it's it like the more intro, intro, introspective stuff I would have liked. You're not a big video game player, are you? I have, have... played one and a half Professor Layton games, <laughs> <Okay>. so no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Batman Ar- Arkham games okay, are yeah. some of my favorites, and um, there's kind of this meta story in in. I think it's not meta story. I don't even know what that word means. I'm just saying it to sound <laughs> smart. Uh, so the first two games were both made by the same game studio. The third mm-hmm. game, it went to a different studio, 
okay. I, I didn't like that third game as much and then the fourth game went back to the original studio and i really liked that because then they continued the story of uh-huh. what they had 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 done but it uh one of the main bad guys is obviously the jo- joker and in mm-hmm. that second game the joker dies and in the fourth game when the original studio g- got it bam 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 back they they kind of were like well we know if we have the joker in this game more people are gonna buy it because everyone <laughs> likes the joker so how can we oh, still yes. have the joker in this game in this game uh you know without like without ruining the story that we have and it becomes this like psychological thing where batman is like hallucinating and seeing the joker oh, and yeah. he's having conversations yeah. with him that no one else can can see and joker sitting there like well bats what are you gonna do this time you know uh, <laughs> and and i like i really love that dynamic yeah. where you know he's not there he's not really there but they're still having these conversations yeah. going through through the psychology of what Batman is thinking and what he's doing and the the consequences of his actions and stuff like that. Um, and I would have loved to see more of that in, in this film be- between David and Jack. Yeah. Just like, and why are you with this nurse? You know it's going to end bad <laughs> yeah, for her. You know it's going to end bad for you, you know? Uh, uh, that's just... Jack- Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that'd be good. And Jack also mentions, I think when he first shows up, it's not just me, it's everybody that this werewolf curse from person to person has killed, like their spirits are walking the earth too. And you see a couple of them at the very end of the movie in the porno theater. And they're all like suggesting ways that David could kill himself. <laughs> like that lady's like, oh, yes, you could just get a gun and put it in your mouth. And then you're sure not to miss. And <laughs> Which might be, I think. I think that whole porno theater scene might be my favorite scene in the movie because it's just like weirdness on top of weirdness on top of weirdness. But (laughs) anyhow, like I like that they showed up, but I wish they would have shown up earlier. Like maybe the second time Jack comes back, he's got like that man that was like, hey, there's someone else here who would like to. Yeah, this is somebody from that village. And then he's just adding more people on. And then by the end of the movie, David's like the guy that got shot at the start, the original werewolf that attacked them. Mm hmm. Uh, And and then they they bring up this idea that um, like it's possible that only someone who loves you can kill you. Like, yeah. if you're a werewolf, which I really liked that concept, yeah. too, because then it it becomes less of a horror film and much, much less of a comedy and kind yeah. of beca- becomes this, like, tragic, sad story of, like, yeah. love that can never happen. Mm-hmm. Um, which, at the end, that end scene where he's in the, like, they have the werewolf cornered and uh the nurse gets gets through the the swat line and knocks down half of them (laughs) (laughs) um like she she gets back back there and it's like but wait david i love you and he starts to calm down and then he's like nah (laughs) and then he starts to he starts to to attack and they showed him 
Um, and that's but that's which, by the, the way the is, and, yes and it's, that's it's like, and, Okay. It's sure, it's the I end guess. of the film. It's so sudden, and then they just start playing Blue Moon, yeah. which is this like goofy, upbeat, Ooh. almost like novelty tune. So they 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 played like three different versions of that song mm-hmm. throughout the film, and uh, like the 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 first one is a more traditional jazz, like very slow. Yeah. It's more of a, mm-hmm. a a crooner singing it. <laughs> um and yeah the end one is just this upbeat doo-wop like version <laughs> but at the same time like if you listen to those l- l- lyrics it's actually really sad oh i didn't really listen to them i was too busy just like what happened did i imagine this entire film that can't be how it ends but it yeah it's this weird <laughs> thing of that like it's the tr- tragic ending where the main character is now a werewolf and he just gets shot and killed and the nurse actually does love him and she finally admits it but they just killed her lover but then yeah the the song is upbeat and happy in its like tempo and stuff Mm -hmm. but the 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 lyrics are something along the lines of um like now i i don't have a love of my own oh yeah and, and you know, and so it's just this sad thing of like, well, I guess I'm all alone. Mm. <laughs> you know, sorry, lady. Yeah. Sorry, Nurse Alex. Uh, so it's it's like, it it's it's a great choice of music, mm-hmm. and it's comedic. But it's just, it's again, it's one of those things like it's a doo-wop version. Yeah. <laughs> Like what? It sounds like a 1950s diner. Like, yeah, it's that movie ended, and I'm like, I don't. What, did I fall asleep? Did I dream this? Like, this was so. This was such a weird movie. Like, it was such a weird experience from beginning to end. That I'm like, I. What did I just watch? And then, did you keep watching through the end of the credits, Kyle? I I believe so. Okay, so at the very end. There's a note that's just like, hey, congratulations to Prince Charles and Princess Diana on your wedding. And then after that, there's this final title card that says, visit Universal Studios Hollywood, ask for Babs. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. What are those about? (laughs) That's... What, was there? I, I, I wonder if there's something online. Um, let, me, <laughs> let me see. Doctor Google, don't Babs? fail me now. Um, the, it it kind of reminds me of the the Monty Python uh, and the Holy oh, Grail yes. credits, where it's the like Mexican whooping llamas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the people responsible for sacking the people have responsible been sacked. have been yeah. sacked. <laughs> uh, in London ask for babs let's see if there's that i wonder if like imdb trivia or something has something on this i meant to look that up uh let's see well there's imdb other unrelated trivia i could share go for it like the 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 Muppets connection I was really intrigued by because it seems like such a strange thing to throw in here. And I believe John Landis and Jim Henson were friends because I remember hearing a interview with John Landis where he talks about how 
Have you seen the Muppet movie, Kyle? I probably did a long time ago. I... It's That's the one where they're trying to go to Hollywood. And then at the end, it's this huge soundstage that's filled with all of these Muppets. And I remember hearing in this interview that John Landis had just come by to like just visit, you know, his friend Jim on the set and see how things were going. Mm-hmm. And Jim's like, okay, we need more hands for these Muppets. Like we're we're short on hands. Just John, just get a puppet on your arm and just get back there into the crowd scene. Uh-huh. And there's so many like non-puppeteers, like legit actual film people that just had to like put a puppet on their hand and wave it around for this giant crowd scene. Yeah. So yeah, he's kind of in the Muppet movie, and then I guess things just sort of they all cooperated, and then Frank Oz wanders into this movie for a small cameo, and the Muppets are in it and the Muppets did start as like a British production I think I think they're part of British TV before they moved to American TV okay you look like you found something I found two things unrelated to ask about Babs uh, <laughs> the 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 first thing is about a penis the second thing is about a porno uh so apparently the transformation scene they had to avoid any full frontal nudity of the of the actor because Mm -hmm. apparently he's not circumcised even though his role is he's written as being jewish (laughs) (laughs) really funny anyways uh the next thing i saw the fake porno movie entitled see you next wednesday uh was the first thing that they filmed during production (laughs) what that's your number one priority yes (laughs) which we we mentioned at at the start of this episode that i would absolutely watch that porno if it was a real thing it it looked fucking hilarious yes Um, all right for the listener this is you need to understand what this is so he's running away (laughs) and he runs into a porno theater and previously in like the subway scene, we'd seen like flyers up for, you know, it's a nonstop orgy. See you next Wednesday. Yeah. And he runs into the theater and it is like a, it's a typical porno. And then this like guy bursts into the room on this man and this woman. And then the guy says, like, he says like, hey, I told you, He's like, you know, you, don't. T- you promised me that you wouldn't do this ever again. And the guy in the couple is like, I don't know you. I haven't promised you anything. And then the He's guy like, who burst in is like, no, no, I meant her. And the lady's like, I also don't know you. And he's, he's like, like, oh. Sorry. And he and just leaves. Saying, I'm sorry. And then he leaves. And later, and then they just get back to business. And later it cuts back to this thing. And it's like, the phone rings and the woman picks it up. And she listens for a bit and says like, no, I'm sorry. You have the wrong number. And then hangs up. And just, then gets back to business. Yeah, it's so weird. Just in, just in the middle of having sex, they answer the f- phone. Yeah. No, sorry. There's no one here b- by that name. <laughs> you have the wrong n- number. I loved it so go. much. Um, like, it's... I love stuff like that that's completely unnecessary. Like, there's no narrative reason at all it should be there but thank god it is because it's just this extra cherry on top of the whole thing so the last thing that i will read from i am uh-huh. here since i i can't find anything uh, at least just skimming through here 
uh, the title of the movie, See You Next Wednesday, is a trademark of J- John Landis's work, first encountered uh, by him as dialogue in 2001 A Space Odyssey. He created a fictional movie and included posters for it as early as 1973, then later in Trading places in 1983 and coming to america in 1988 <gasps> the billboards uh the blues brothers the cinemas uh screening it in the kentucky fried movie and this uh this film as well as in michael J- jackson's thriller and also <gasps> as da- 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 dialogue and other kinds of props so it, it's it's like an easter egg in all of his f- films that Something wow. is called See You Next Wednesday. Oh my god. And it's like a line borrowed from 2001 Space a Space Odyssey. Odyssey. Yeah. And he's like, I'm making this um, a, a comedy porn inserted into the middle of the pseudo horror film. Amazing. Thanks, Stanley. <laughs> Anyways, that's that's all of wow. the IMDb facts that that's I will read. That's important learning. <laughs> that's great. Uh, Let's talk more about the transformation sequence, yes. which is like the centerpiece of the whole thing. The the cream of the crop. Yeah. I I mentioned I thought it went on too long. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. Uh, the makeup <laughs> was amazing. Um, I, I, I just think it overstayed it, its welcome. Especially because I... he was screaming the entire time. <laughs> you just hear this. Ah! Yeah. Yeah, the like audio element minutes. of it. Yeah. yeah, I think the audio of it can become tiring, but I liked the length it was because those effects are so in they're so magical. Like I I don't know how they happened. Yeah. Like I know, okay, that's like there's the actor playing David in the foreground and like they put, you know, that's not his hand. They put like a model hand in the frame where like the elbow is out of the frame so you can't tell now it's a separate prop hand and then the hand stretches but like what the heck kind of material is it made out of that it stretches like that smoothly and that naturally looking like the effects were incredible like there's a shot of his face and then his face starts to morph and i'm like but that looked just like him at the beginning and i don't know if you guys built like a really really incredibly lifelike like model that then you worked off of, or you put something on his face that then morphed like that. Like, I don't know how it was all put together. And so I like that they gave us enough time to sit there and be like, yeah. like, they just kept giving it to you. Like, you, we know it, you're not done ogling this it's, thing it's yet, not, so here's a little bit more. It, it's not computer graphics, right? At least if they used them, if it, it was very minimal. Oh, no. But, oh, no. Oh, no. This is practical 100%. Yeah. This is Rick Baker wizardry. And it was, all, I mean, this was also made in, or it was released in 1981. So they were making this in, like, 1980 at the earliest, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like, if... Even if they had used computer graphics, which I don't remember when people started first using all that stuff exactly, um, I, I, mm-hmm. it, it like it wouldn't have looked good. It, it, it would have been no. bad, and no, no, that's no. why yeah. this film is so amazing. For the, it's it's you're trying to think of the first film, and it's no, okay, no, I know, I think I, I think I've got this correct. I think the first. Computer effect in a film is in Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan, which I pitched to you earlier this summer, so this is why I remember this. 
there's like a computer simulation of yes and the genesis project will do this and it's just this very basic like wireframe computer simulation i think that's the first computer effect ever in a film it was done by the people who would go on to form pixar actually and i think that was 1983 okay so yeah yeah, we are way before any kind of effect applied to a person in a film yes way before that um but 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 yeah, like it wouldn't have looked g- g- good. Mm-hmm. If, oh no! If, if that was a a thing, then so it's it really is amazing, and it doesn't look like they did the thing where it's like they like superimposed two like photos on top of one another, and it oh, slowly yeah. fades. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, no, definitely not. That. It's not. It's not that because I like I. So I, when you pitched this to me last week, I was like, I've seen some of the Wolfman transformations, mm-hmm. and I've seen the old ones. Um, so I like oh, which yeah. th- those are also fantastic for their time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's the same kind of thing where it's like it's the person's face, and they don't move except for the fact that they're like ah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's, yeah, and then it's, just photo dissolve. Yeah, and it's this like we're gonna layer another photo on top and slowly turn up the the opacity <laughs> on it. So now it's a it's it's the same film. It's just mm-hmm. layered on on top of him, and he's in a new costume or in new makeup. Um, and yeah, like I just to see his feet stretch out like yes. that. It, it's it's gross. I'm, I'm yeah, sitting there like, like oh. okay, that's that's the most fun. No, that's the most affecting part of it is that it's just the human body stretched to unnatural Links, proportions. Yeah. Even before he gets like teeth and hair and claws and all that, it's just like, oh no, my hand is too long, <laughs> and like that, like almost uncanny feeling of it looks normal, but like. You pushed the slider too far. Like, it's a human, like, literally and metaphorically stretched, like, beyond what it should be able to do, but otherwise it looks normal. Like, that's what makes it so chilling. Yeah. Just too long. Torso's too long. And and it looks real, too. Like, I'm thinking of, like, stretching out Play-Doh, and you see the stretch marks, or, you know, like, stretching out... That's what... Yeah, or some kind of rubber something you always see it like lose its color or lose its texture or something so i just whatever they did that it must have been real i was saying yeah like when his hand stretches when it before it stretches you you don't see any slack i wonder if they just hired a real werewolf (laughs) 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 they hired uh reed richards yeah Hired plastic man. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and his hand stretches like before it stretches, you don't see any slack or anything like that. There's no like excess material. And then when it does stretch, stretch, you're not seeing any like wrinkles or stress marks or anything. Yeah. Like it looks, it does look like normal human growth, just hyper sped up. Yeah. And like I don't, I don't know. That's. I don't know. I don't know, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, it's fascinating. What, yeah. what, 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 to you about that transformation? What was the worst part 
Like, was it seeing his feet and his hands stretch out, or was it seeing it like his like nose elongate, <gasps> or because? I think for me it was when the claws came out of his like fingers and like Ooh. broke his fingernails, Ooh, and like yeah. I, was, I was like, oh, oh god, that. I think it was just the mm. stretching of proportions, like when he's writhing on the floor and his torso is suddenly like two feet longer than it was before, like just the normal human being, just like stretch Armstronged right out. I like that's haunting. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stretch Armstrong. um yeah it 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 was it was gross it was disgusting (laughs) that and then i I think i i don't uh real real fast because you were about to say something oh yeah Um, there is another part i don't remember if it was in the transformation sequence or in one of his dreams when they do a real quick shot of his face and he has like the yellow eyes and the sharp teeth oh, and like yes. the gray like almost yeah. like zombie makeup on and he just go does yeah. that <laughs> yeah. um that was also fantastic mm-hmm. makeup i was like <laughs> yo that looks awesome yeah it's not just the werewolf in this movie that looks great like every time jack comes back like every version of jack and like the blood-stained people who show up in the theater at the end, they all look incredible. Yeah. yeah. But what what I was going to say was, you mentioned that they had to avoid full frontal nudity during the transformation scene, and why they had to do it is great. <laughs> but I didn't even notice that was missing. Like, the effects were so good, the part of my brain that's like, hold on, where that dick at, though? Just, like, was silenced, quieted. <laughs> It's like, wow, this remember? makeup is really good. I wonder what his dick looks like. Yes! <laughs> I didn't even think about it, Kyle. It, that was banished from my thoughts. The effects were so good. Do you remember a couple weeks ago when we read Venom? Yeah. And I'm like, it's weird that like Venom is obviously naked and they're just like dancing around that issue. Yeah. I really liked when he woke up naked in the zoo. That was like... Well, that was the... You, you that, that scene that transformation scene is really the only time when they actually avoid full yeah. frontal nudity yeah because he's yeah. like when he's running around naked at the, the, the one scene mm-hmm. uh he is trying to cover up but yeah. it's yeah it's like i mean he has to like lift his hands up from time to time and you know mm. do all that stuff so you you end up seeing it but it like oh it's, yeah it's it struck me as odd of, of 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 like wait are they actually tr- trying not to oh nope there it is uh okay. yeah okay and i think it was just like the appropriate amount like they're not going to like oh no look he's walking behind a very conveniently placed hedge like but they also weren't gratuitous about it it's like when it is natural for it to be there it is there yeah. the same thing for everybody in the cast like the sex scene he has with the nurse is like See. okay that brief flash of boob is appropriate. You yeah, you're not overdoing from, it or like her. or like very obviously working around it. They're like, mm, when it gets in the frame, it gets in the frame, which I like that the, all the nudity in this movie, the, the porno film aside, is like very natural. Like it's neither gratuitous or like overly hit away I, to where it's like obvious. I did also kind of laugh at the sex scene though. Yeah, because it's... <laughs> 
if it's 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 a bad sex scene <laughs> yeah and i i wrote in my notes moon dance isn't a fuck jam i mean it's a sexy song but it's not like <laughs> it's not baby making music yeah that's the song like you'll put that on to like go while dancing. you go like exactly a it's a dance song dinner. It's a, yeah, it's a dinner and dancing song. It's like a, oh, let's roll the windows down and let's drive down this autumn highway during a crisp, you know, moonlit night and we're going to go do some stuff. But this is not the song we are playing while the stuff is being done. (laughs) Do you you understand the distinction? It's a lead up song. It's not like an actual main event song. To me, what was really funny about this, the the sex scene is there's, there's a, a, a part where she is trying to or it looks like she's trying to nibble his shoulder but yes. she's not like she's not actually <laughs> biting him it's more it. just just yeah. her, her lips and she's like pawning him and she's like what what is even happening here like they're, they're yeah this is and it, 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 it goes on forever and it's just like this is this is really slow this is boring yeah. it's not sexy yeah. and it's kind of funny that it's done this way <laughs> yeah that was another part of like what this tone added up for me which is that there's stuff in this movie that is not outright funny it's not outright laughable like i don't think that sex scene was meant as a joke mm-hmm. but it's also not effective as just a normal sex scene it's something in the middle where it's like kind of amusing <laughs> yeah and like that's it yeah. <laughs> It's like, okay, I guess you're banging the nurse. That yeah. works. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, I One scene I want to talk about that I think I like the relationship between David and Alex. I think those two actors like do have chemistry with each other. Mm-hmm. I like them together. And the scene at the end where like they shoot him right in front of her and like she didn't know what was happening and she's just shocked is very powerful. Yeah, But I love the scene where David realizes, okay, this is probably the end for me. And he stops and he calls his parents back home. Mm-hmm. And his like 10-year-old sister answers the phone and he's like, no, I'm not joking around. I'm, I'm not being silly. Like, sincerely, I love you. Tell, you know, tell our brother I love him. Tell our parents I love him. And he's like frustrated at dealing with this like little kid. But he's also very sincerely trying to impart this like, final loving message to his family i think that was very effective as like the emotional heart of this film Mm -hmm. even for just that one scene yeah yeah that's i i I think that's one of the scenes that fits in with the scenes with jack where he's like dude you're gonna turn like you're not gonna survive this Mm -hmm. um which i mean it, it you know it has this impending doom and that's like Mm -hmm. that's that's a scary thing like if you had to make that call that would suck yeah um like it's it's like i don't like i can't even begin to imagine you know what that would be like i would definitely not try and cut my wrists while i am still in the phone booth like, immediately after he's done talking to his sister, he's like, uh, he's still in the phone booth, and he's pulling a knife out, and he's gonna do it. And I'm like, yeah. no, get out of the phone booth! Somebody has to use that after you! Go somewhere Superman private. has to change somewhere! Yeah, well, where's he gonna change when he goes on vacation to England, and then, you know, the Bobbies can't handle it on their own? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and that was another thing that's like, 
is it a joke that he's just like immediately going to try and do it in the phone booth? Like, I can't tell. <laughs> like, there's so many things that are odd and I can't tell if they're a deliberate joke or not. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's strange. The mm-hmm. stuff that they do. But but again, it's it's good. I I, I, yeah. I had fun with this. I definitely enjoyed it. I can definitely see myself like watching it next year, like continuing to put it on. Mm -hmm. And even if it's not like a traditional horror or horror comedy, I think it's very effective at what it does. And I love, Oh, I also wanted to talk about just how like weird and choppy this movie is and how I like that. It's like that. Like there's so many scenes that cut very quickly. Like they start very quickly or they end very quickly. And, like, while he's still in the hospital, he's having those dreams about him, like, it's like a point of view shot, like, rushing through the woods, and eventually you see him, and he's, like, running through the woods naked, and he spies a deer, and his, like, eyes light up, and then he attacks the deer, Mm -hmm. and it's just, like, sudden, and then, like, almost as soon as it starts, it's over, and it's shot weird. This whole movie feels very, like, dreamlike to me, and that it's, like, okay, we're here, we're here, we're here. This thing's moving weirdly slow. This thing's moving weirdly fast and just odd stuff all around. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's you mentioned the quick cuts and kind of how rough it seems. This yeah. seems almost like a polished version of like a Tarantino film. Hmm. Whereas Tarantino sometimes has the like Oh, it's looking like the film is skipping or, you know, it Mm. it looks like someone wrote on the film, like, don't use this frame or stuff. (gasps) You you know, there's stuff in there like that. Um, But this, it it looks like they took that and then actually cleaned it up some. So it still is these rough cuts, Mm -hmm. but it's like, okay, it's not as like, not as choppy. Mm -hmm. Uh, It looks more finished that makes sense yeah yeah like it's the kind of disjointed like off-putting feeling you might get from something that's edited too choppily Mm -hmm. is like what i think they were trying to go for and like you appreciate it like it enhances the experience instead of taking away from it that it's just so jumpy of a film yeah um yeah, I don't know if I, I really have much more that I want to talk about. I, I guess we didn't touch on the dream sequences, really. Um, mm. But, I mean, I, I feel like most of what we said already kind of covered that. It's just, it's one of those weird things. It's like, oh, I guess yeah. this is a dream sequence. I, I guess <laughs> this is uh, this is what's happening. So... Because, I mean, I mean it, like, like, it was one of those weird things. They weren't werewolves that came and attacked oh, his family yes, in the dream. Oh, yes, that's right. They, they almost some... looked like Nazi zombies. Uh, just Yeah, like... there's some other weird form of ghoul. Yeah. Some weird monster-looking thing. Um, strange stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's also a dream fake out in this movie where he wakes up from the dream and he thinks he's awake, but surprise, it's another it's another dream. Yeah. And I wonder, like, is this from back when that trope was new? Because it's such an old hat thing. That'd be an nowadays interesting thing to go find out. Like, when in film did that first happen? Because I like Mm -hmm. maybe it's happened in books before that, but when in films Mm -hmm. that like. 
waking up from a from one dream to realize you're still in a a dream that's a very visual thing yeah that'd be an inter interesting thing more things to learn in the future yeah um who knows who knows yeah. do you have any more qu questions things to talk about mm -hmm. what final thoughts did you want to wrap it up there yeah, I, it's a pretty short movie. It's like a neat, even, plain old hour and a half, which I appreciated because I feel like even though there was stuff I wanted to see, I didn't feel like the movie needed to be longer than it was. Uh -huh. I think it's it's paced very well. It's edited very well. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a strange one. Like, it's not what I thought it was going to be, but I can definitely see myself like continuing to watch it and like becoming even more fond of it like the more times i see it like maybe it's one of those things where if i watch it over and over again then like the jokes will be hilarious to me and i will clearly understand them as jokes and not just like a weird thing that happened yeah yeah if if you had to i, I i'm starting to, to ask this more often now i think we should do it yeah. if you had to recommend something else to people if they enjoyed this film what else would you recommend um it reminded me of a couple things uh the beginning when they're in that village reminded me a lot of the original version of the wicker man okay. not the one where nicholas cage yells about bees but like the british one that is from like the 60s or 70s that's got a similar like i'm unwanted in this village but i'm stuck here and nobody's telling me anything and i can tell something weird is going on and i might be in danger but i don't know what it is yeah like, that's got the same vibe. The, um, like I said, that point of view filming in the dream sequences uh -huh. when he's zipping all across the woods, that reminded me a lot of the Evil Dead movies. Okay. That's a trick they use a lot. Sure. But for the most part, what it reminded me the most of was just the Great Muppet Caper, <laughs> which takes place in England. Frank Oz is there. The <laughs> Miss Piggy's there. So, and it's got also uh, its own beautiful special effects, not in any grotesque werewolf transformations, <laughs> just like the Muppets go dancing. And there's per so, probably a lot less penises and oh, boobs. Absolutely none. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you want just like practical effects and like dry British humor and like a really fun romp and like Fozzie Bear like go watch the great muppet caper i don't know that's one of my favorite movies so whenever i see anything set in england like that's what i'm thinking about like oh big ben i remember that from the great muppet caper not from england from Eng england as a real life thing but oh i, I remember <laughs> it from this oh, one that's muppets that place. The, the muppets went once <laughs> um I, I think for me, if I had to recommend something, I, I, I know a little bit less about horror stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but I think we just did an episode on Sabrina, the, ch yeah. the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, the comics that uh, the new Netflix show is based off of. Mm -hmm. um, I would actually recommend that because it is the same kind of horror yeah. comedy type of mm -hmm. thing there is some horrific stuff there is some actual like horror witchcraft things going on that can be genuinely scary uh yeah. but at the same time it's also just kind of this fun like high school teen 
Jarama. So I I I I think that could be really fun. Uh, besides that, I don't know if I have something off the top of my head. No, I will say also, um, if you like horror and you like comedy and you like when they get put together, the new Halloween movie that's out in theaters right now does that very well, I think. There you go. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, any final, final stuff before we move on to pitching things for this next week? No, I just go check it out. It's fun. And I really like your idea about like putting this on mute at a party. Yeah. I think it's very well suited for that, for just being because it's so choppy. As long as you don't like, have you kids. Can just, yeah, yeah. An adults only Halloween party. I think this would be perfect for that because you can wander in, watch like 15 minutes and just wander back out again and come in later. And you've still pretty much got yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. Um. So I'm actually going to have to edit a little bit of this out of the podcast because uh-huh. I am not prepared and I do not have my three pitches oh. picked out. So we'll stay here on the live stream. We'll just hang out and chat for a bit. Okay. Um, if anyone else in the chat wants to ask us some stuff, we can potentially answer questions while we are doing this thing. Uh, let me Let me pick out this stuff tell me about your halloween plans in the meantime melissa um we are having a like a little halloween party at work which i'm very excited before okay Uh, i'm very excited for because we've got a lot of new people since last year Mm -hmm. and like i get to find out for the first time like who's a halloween person and who isn't and like since springtime like i've been like oh i can't wait till halloween and like you know yeah. your true face may reveal itself and like i once it gets to like late august i start over analyzing everybody's like wardrobe choices like you got a haircut you're growing your beard out you shaved your beard i see you're getting new clothes is this in preparation <laughs> for, a- for a halloween costume yeah. yeah like i think about it so much i'm like one of those people it's like watching a tv show and like coming up with all these theories and then it's this like the season finale and you're like okay are all these threads going to come together? Is my theory going to come true? But I'm just like, did you grow out a beard for a Halloween costume? Yeah. What are you going to be? Yeah. Okay. So that's that's been my life for a while. Just like getting real psyched for office Halloween. And I don't know what I'm doing that night. I think me and my roommate might just hang out and uh, eat candy, watch a movie, make hot dog mummies. Hot dog mummies. Where you wrap them in like little strips of crescent dough, so it's like a pig in a blanket, but it's got little strips, so it's like a the hot dog uh, I've is never a heard of mummy. That. Hot dog mummies, Kyle, get yourself some. It's two ingredients. It's the easiest, <laughs> most fun food. It's simple. It's it's hot dog and crescent <laughs> cheese if you want. Um. Okay, I think I have two of my three things picked out, <laughs> so I'm almost there. Okay. Uh, I'm like writing them down on uh this thing here oh shit that is not the right uh, <laughs> type it out instead since i didn't co- copy it um so i have a comic a manga and let me pick let's do another movie what's a good mm. animated movie that i could pick Ooh. let's do that uh you know what we haven't done we haven't done any mecha anime <gasps> yeah. Do these ones. Okay, copied it that time. Now 
paste it over here. Um, only ones I need to pull up on the interwebs are these ones. Mm-hmm. The Wikipedia for that, and... Go to Wikipedia for this other one as well. Actually, let me go back and do the movie one. Okay. Okay, we're ready? I am ready. Uh, so it is my turn to do the pitches for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Let me pull up my list here. I got three things, as always. I got a comic, a manga, mm -hmm. and uh, a trilogy of animated movies. Um, so the first one is a comic book called Plutona. Mm. It is... Uh, I, let me... I guess I do need to pull that one up, too, because I don't remember who it's written and drawn by. Plutona. It's only one volume. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is... Let's see here. Read paperback. It's written by Jeff Lemire and drawn by Emmy Lennox. Mm-hmm. I read this, I want to say, maybe a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago-ish. Um. And it is a single graphic novel about five kids who discover a dead body in the woods. <gasps> kind of sounds a little bit like Stand By Me, except that the body they find is the world's greatest superhero, Plutona. <gasps> and so they're like, oh shit. It's like, what, what, what would you do if you're in the woods hanging out with your friends and you discover Superman dead? Oh, man. And, like, news hasn't come out yet that he is dead. <gasps> and you're just like, oh, shit, what do we do? So that's <laughs> that. Um, it's it's pr pretty good, good. I like it a lot. Um, the manga, mm -hmm. I wanted to read, um, I guess, only the first volume of this. I've seen the volumes uh, at my local comic book store, and I think they're pretty big if I'm not mistaken. Um, and what I should do is look on Amazon <laughs> and see how many pages it is. Uh, this manga is called Goodnight Pun Pun. Aww. Um, and it is... Uh, this is Pun Pun's... Or this is Pun Pun Onadera's coming-of-age story. His parents' marriage is falling apart, his dad goes to jail, and his mom goes to the hospital. He has to live mm. with his loser uncle. He has a crush mm. on a girl who lives in a weird cult. Pun ah! Pun tries uh, talking with God about his problems, but God is a jerk. God, er, Pun Pun keeps hoping things will get better, but they really, really don't. Oh, um, no. And so what's interesting about this manga is everything is drawn fairly realistically, except mm -hmm. for Pun Pun, except for the main <gasps> character who is, uh, it, 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 I guess it's a bird type character. It looks like what a bird would look like if they were dressing up as a ghost for Halloween and they just put <gasps> a white sheet on top of them. Oh, yeah. I just Googled this and... Yep. Yeah, so Weird. we might actually be able to do uh, 
the first two volumes. It looks like the first volume is only like 400-something pages, 450, um, and usually manga reads a lot faster. So I would say the first two volumes with this. Um, but I've heard nothing but good things. It is more of a slice of life, uh, just kind of this kid growing up and dealing with all the problems in his life and having to kind of confront them in a very real way uh even though he is jaron more cartoony so it could be interesting um pitch number three mm-hmm. is a trilogy of anime movies uh called pat labor oh i've heard of this you have how yeah. Where did you hear about this? Um, I used to read An America magazine okay. when I was a preteen, like this anime magazine. And I remember that title coming up. I don't remember anything about it except that it is a mech anime. Just like, yeah, literally all I have is name recognition. I can't tell you a single thing about this. So I, I remember <laughs> I, I found this two or three years ago mm-hmm. and I pitched it to paul when we were doing uh the old the old podcast yeah and uh i completely ruined the pitch because uh, <laughs> it's like there it's it's really hard to describe it and make it sound like this is gonna be awesome let's watch it mm-hmm. um because the mechs are actually like they're they're like construction mechs but they're not actually like b- building things really okay so it's it's not like g- 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 gundam where you have like big space b- battles or stuff like that it's more of a mm-hmm. police type of thing and instead of like police cars they have these like mecha stuff but these aren't the actual like police police they're mm-hmm. it's like what if the like what if the meter maids had mechas? <laughs> Except it's not that r- ridiculous. It it actually has mm-hmm. like a legitimate story. Actually has um, it, it's it's dealing with again. I don't even know how to describe it exactly. <laughs> uh, Wikipedia says set in 1999. Hey, good year. Uh, to- <laughs> Tokyo is under g- 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 undergoing a huge redevelopment program. Old suburbs are being demolished and man-made islands are being constructed in Tokyo Bay under the Babylon Project. Uh, dominating the scene is the Ark, a huge man-made island that serves as the project's nerve center and the chief labor manufacturing facility. Mm-hmm. Um, however, several of the labors being used in Tokyo, specifically those built by uh, the Shinohara Heavy Industries, suddenly go haywire even while unattended the tokyo metropolitan police department's second special vehicles section sv2 is assigned mm-hmm. to help reel in these crazy mechs uh, but only the sv2's on, but only the sv2's division 2 is on duty around the clock with division 1 already on training duties elsewhere uh, so, runaway mechs, the uh-huh. B team has to figure out, like, oh shit, the guys who actually know what to do are away, what do we do? Oh. Uh, uh-huh. And if I'm not mistaken, the second 
movie in this trilogy is, uh, I think there, it might be this first one, Mamoru Oshii. Who's Mamoru Oshii, director, screenwriter, oh, and Ghost yes, in the Shell. I know that name. They did uh, Jinro, other things. See, these are, like, I just remember fragments oh, from, stuff. like, yeah. my time as an anime nerd at, like, age 12. When I was too young to actually watch or even acquire any of these things. So it's just like <laughs> a litany of just names of things. And I barely know what they mean. So Mamaru Oshi is the creator of Ghost in the Shell as well. Ah, uh, yes. Which is a super famous uh, manga and mm. anime and my favorite. Um, <laughs> and he, he did uh, Pat Labor 2 the movie if i'm not mistaken i think he helped out with mm-hmm. the first one too it's directed by uh by him and i think the second one is written and directed by him if i'm not mistaken i could be wrong on that so don't c- c- quote me mm-hmm. but i i have watched these movies the second one i think is more of like a kaiju film uh-huh which is kind of inter- interesting each one is a little bit different um I remember liking them, but I don't remember anything about them, like what the plot was, why I liked it exactly, if I thought the characters were good, or if it was just yeah. cool mechas, or if I was just like, I'm just educating myself in like my favorite, you know, manga's work mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you know. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm inter- interested to go back and actually pay a little bit more attention and talk about it with someone because I, I didn't get to talk about it with anyone else. But those are your uh-huh. three pitches. Plutona, <laughs> which is only, it's just one v- volume, mm-hmm. five issues of a comic. Um, Goodnight Pun Pun, volumes one and mm-hmm. two. Or Pat Labor, the movies, one through three. Uh-huh. What I, are you I feel bad for? you spent... I feel bad you spent all that time talking about Pat Loeber and I wasn't going to pick it. That's a-okay. It's, 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 <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things, like, it's, it's hard to explain and really nail yeah. down yeah. what the concept is. So I, I feel like I did a better, more concise j- job of not really trying to explain the plot and failing miserably last <laughs> t- time. I'm like, look, it's Mecca's. It's the the second one is maybe a kaiju film, the Ghost in the Shell director, you know, like. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's still it's still hard to be like it, it is this it is this one thing, you know? <laughs> so, understandable. Kyle, because it is not yet Halloween as we are recording this, and I still need to fill myself with eerie things. As soon as you said kids in the woods. Of course I had to pick Plutona. And then you added superhero on top of it. And I'm like, I love that also. Yes. It's been a while since we've done a superhero. So I want to pick Plutona. It's not really a superhero story. There is maybe a little bit of it in there just to kind of give context. But it focuses on these kids. Yeah. These kids find a dead body in the woods. What do we do? Yes. Yes. Dead. But it's still like it's the 28th. So it's still dead body in the woods season for a couple more days. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that is what we will do for this next week. Plutona. Mm -hmm. Jeff Lemire and Emmy Lennox. Go check it out. It might be on Comixology Unlimited. I don't know. I, I don't have the app pulled up right in front of me. Um, but yeah, 
it's good. It's it's well worth your money just to go out and buy it as well. Awesome. I really enjoy this story. Mm-hmm. Cool. Do you want to wrap things up here? Yeah. Let's close it up. Thank you for joining us. If you were listening to the live stream or if you were listening to us later as a podcast or on our YouTube channel, we can always use more subscribers, more comments, follows, all the things you can do. Please consider it. We really appreciate it. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And uh, I also have a... I'm a cast member on a live play RPG podcast called The Lost Library. Our campaign is called Grayscale. It's a monster hunting story. And I am in an episode about werewolves. So if you listen through to episode three, that's like a werewolf Romeo and Juliet story between two wearing two warring werewolf clans. And uh, my character is just in it and around it and trying to help as best she can. So there you go. Good (laughs) stuff. If you want to get in contact with me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Yo Kyle Springer. And if you want to stay up to date with uh, all of the shows that we do here at The Whatnots, you can visit thewhatnots.com for more information, as well as on Twitter at The Whatnots. Um, I think we're also going to have some updates to our website very soon. Oh. I don't know when exactly. Uh, I think I have figured most of it out, and I'm going to show all of you guys first behind the scenes and then show it to Yay. public and stuff like that once we approve everything and make sure it all works. Um, hopefully by the end of the year, that will be all set. Hopefully it won't take that long, but who knows? We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it, though. Awesome. I hope everybody has a good spooky time. Even if it is after Halloween, as you were listening to it, you can carry the spook all year round. And I mean, a full moon happens at least 12 times a year. (laughs) There you go. You can have (laughs) spookiness year round. Maybe 13 if it is that blue moon that they sang about. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Hehehe. <laughs>